person and welcome to Anthem of Life. I'm your host, Douglas Sarai. This episode was recorded in New York City, USA, one of the great cities of the world, full of interesting people. And I met today's guest when I was walking down 42nd Street, great musical, and I see this striking 1975 Cadillac Eldorado, baby blue, drop top, just super shiny and real nice. So I stop and I'm looking at it and I guess I got too close because this kid, like 9, 10 years old, runs up and gets in my face. Very aggressive. Get back, old man. Get back. You touch that car, you're going to have to deal with Big Jim. Well, that immediately made me curious. Who's Big Jim? And that's how I found myself in a real old school New York City pool hall talking to James Cavendish Walker. Enjoy. The guy at the bar just called you Big Jim, but I'm not going to call you Big Jim if that's... That's quite all right. You can just call me Jim. Welcome to Dunnigan's. Welcome to Dunnigan's Pool Hall. This place is great. So this is like real classic old This is a little piece of New York history right here. It's one of the uh, last functioning pool halls in this area. It was established in 1883, and it's been going on ever since. Uh, It's one of my favorite haunts. You know, I I like to consider myself a little bit of a pool shark, a little bit of a hustler, if you will. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm hoping we're going to have a good time today. Maybe we'll play a couple games. What's uh, what's, what's your your game of pool you like? Uh, Well, I think I've only... Uh, played the regular one with the with the eight triangle. ball. Yeah, is that eight ball? Yeah, you, the... do, you do any nine ball? Uh, no, do you ten ball? Onslaught. I don't. Hamburger come lately. You want to play some pool while we do this? Uh, you know what? We're gonna take a break real quick. We're gonna play a game of pool because I really I, I want to get a beat on like how good of a pool player you are. Okay. I didn't touch my stick once. No. No. You're incredible. And how many hamburgers did you have to eat in Hamburger Come Lately? <laughs> Thank you. Just for anybody that's listening, do not take a bet on Hamburger Come Lately. I had five hamburg- full-size hamburgers that I had to eat. I didn't touch my stick once. I'd say you could be a professional pool player. Well, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I've uh, traveled around this country with my uh, skills uh, in this uh, this beautiful Sean Chi uh, pool stick. I, I was gonna. I was gonna ask. There's several. There's an inlay in there that that looks like it's not wood. Like maybe it's no. It's ivory. gold. Oh, it's gold. 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 Yeah. It's that that's that that's that type of uh, Chinese artwork where something gets broken, but then they put it back together with a little gold inlay. It's like that. It's like that. So you know, I travel around. I get out of New York City, stretch my legs, see this big old world. You know, and shoot a little bit of pool, make a little bit of money. But I always end up back here. Always yeah. back here at Dunnigan's. Yeah. Would you say that's a uh, that pool cue is a reflection of your philosophy on life like if something breaks you put it back together again uh, you have to you have to this is a hard world 
Let me tell you that right now. You know, I was born in New York City, started off as a Broadway baby, you know what I mean? Like a, like a little kid actor. Now, that's a brutal life. You know, I was what was called a fall down, go boom, baby. You know, basically you bring this kid out, he falls down, everybody has a good laugh, you know. Uh-huh. Used mainly in Les Mis to lighten the mood. Oh, so that picture at the bar is you. Yeah, that's me falling down. That's me oh, falling down. Yeah. Great. It's part of the unions, right? part of the unions it's it's something that's in the contracts the union contract saying hey you're doing this production in new york you better have a fall down go boom boy it's something that started in the 19 early 1900s you know when vaudeville was a big thing and that contract has stayed ever since i don't care what you see if you go see wicked you're gonna see some monkey fall down and go boom and be like hey that's a little boy in that suit he's falling down he's making everybody laugh making everybody happy that's what i like to do i like to make people happy now why did you end up getting out of the biz well i was not attractive and I'm not exactly good with uh, learning words on a page, as in I get furious at having to read. And if there's one thing I've noticed about plays, so many words. I know these. We all know these stories. We tell each other these stories. We're right now having a story together. Why do we need words for it, right? What, what is anything on Broadway historically accurate? Just make it up as you go. I wish there was an art form where you could just make it up where you go. You know what some people call that? Life. Life, you make yeah, it up as you That's go. very good, Doc. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. So you, is your family still here? Do you got any family around oh, the city? Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, you know, the only person that's left right now is uh, my mother, 98 years old. God bless her soul. She's still living in a fourth-story uh, walk-up, if you can believe it. I keep trying to get her out of there. But, you know, she hangs on. She hangs on tight. She's got like 12 to 14 cats, right, which makes it even harder to get it out of there because it feels like the cats have kind of formed what you call like a – a uh, mental, telepathic, telekinetic relationship with my mom, where I'm not sure which is the cat, which is this, uh, which is my mom. You know, they're both working together. You know, so the next thing you know, you're in an argument saying, "Hey, you need to get out of here, and get rid of all these cats." And you got these fourteen eyes. That's only half the cats staring you down, right? And then you're like, "Where are the other seven? They're now forming around my mom to create an even larger creature, right? Because that's what cats do to scare people, make them seem larger than they are. They do that with my mom. It's like a whole, you know, weekend at Bernie's type thing with her, with these cats just moving her around. But, you know, she still makes the best monster trolley I've ever made in my life. I love that woman so much. And that might be worth a cat monster. I mean, if it's a good, I mean, I love Italian food. I'd be willing to fight a cat monster. Do you get in a lot of fights? Oh, did I get in a lot of fights? Holy moly. You got no idea how many fights I've been in. I'm what they call a real New York, a real New York gangster, right? Not not mafia, but just like the gangs of New York. You know, I started out in the little tornadoes, you know, moved up into the comets, then ended up spending some time as uh, one of the piranhas, you know, then spent some time in the mafia. And then, you know, there was a lot of paperwork. But it's got to be difficult to switch gangs. I think I always hear like uh, you got to be this. Uh, and again, I know most of what I know about gangs from the West Side Story. Sure, sure. Uh, when you're jet, you're jet all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day. Well, the funny thing about it is once you've had so many dying days of so many members, well, who's really a jet? Then you're just Tom. And you're like, I guess I better find something else to do. Are you going to keep the jet legacy? You're not the one that named it the Jets. That was Danny who died three years ago, and not from a knife fight, because he fell down some stairs, because he bought some sneakers to impress some girl that he hadn't broken in yet. I mean, why are you holding on to that name? So what ended up happening was I ended up being the last guy alive in a lot of pretty bad gangs. So did you name, have you ever named a gang? Oh, uh, no, no, I don't, the last thing I wanted to do. What are you gonna do? If you name a gang, uh, okay. what do you name it a gang? Okay, the problem is, 
What's no, up, Nick? I swear to God, Doug, if you laugh, I will beat the ever-living hell out of you. I, All right, do not laugh. I'm not laughing. All right, the rays of giraffes. Like, imagine a giraffe, right? Mm-hmm. Right? How does that thing defend itself? I don't know. Maybe it's because it looks so tall, right? But what if its neck was nothing but razors, right? Like, what animal would – every animal would be like, what the heck? I can't even bite into this. There's all razors, right? And I was like, oh, man, I'd love to be a razor giraffe. Well, I'm also pretty tall. If I came across a giraffe with a razor-covered neck, there's no way I'm messing with that. I don't care if I'm a lion. I don't care if I'm a – Hippopotamus or whatever the deadliest creature out there is. Hippopotamus is the deadliest creature, easily. Right? Easily. That's what I have you ever seen a giraffe in real life? I was uh, I was doing a pool tournament on a on a private island of a millionaire, right, who uh, had his own menagerie of animals, you know? And uh he'd he'd walk around like, Look at me, I'm super fancy and rich, right? Like I own this giraffe and then I own this hippopotamus over here. Hey, do you want do you wanna see a, a red panda bear? You know, and it's like, Oh, okay. And uh and I'll tell you, so we uh shot pool, I beat him five out of five. And uh boy, you know what you wanna see a billionaire cry? Have him lose like you know, 50,000 Gs, you know, to, to a guy like me. He gets super mad, right? And he's like, throw this guy, throw this guy to the hippopotamuses, right? Throw me into this this enclosure, right? So there I am, and I'm like, it's basically like a, you know, big concrete bathtub. This uh, hippopotamus comes strolling is the only way to explain how they move. They, they seem like, you know, they just kind of stroll. They don't give a shit about anything, right? And this thing looks at me, and I look at him. I say to him, do you want to get out of here? Do you want to get out of here? No, I don't know if it spoke English or not, but there was a connection there. And what I did was the right thing to do. I bowed to it. I bowed to it like it was a king, right? And respected that I showed it respect, right? And I'll tell you, I jumped on this hippopotamus's back, right? Guy just kind of like did this thrust with his back hips. I'm back up over the wall, right? And I'm throwing people into him. And this guy's so happy. This hippopotamus mouth is just like open. It's like hungry, hungry hippos. But it's like people's arms and legs and skulls. And you know what? He can't get enough, right? The revolution is on. We're really doing this, right? Why do we need Les Mis? It's happening right now in real life. And you know what? I don't need a script. I don't need words. It's just happening. We're making it up on the spot, you know? And uh, next thing I know, this billionaire, he's begging for his life. He's begging for his life, begging for his life, right? And hippopotamus comes out. I swear to God, that hippopotamus let that billionaire live. Wow. So I could have the thrill of killing him. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, baby. <laughs> so you ended up killing this Well, he threw me. He tried to kill me by throwing me into the hippopotamus. Oh, okay. Like, don't, don't, let's not all get high and mighty here. We're literally on a private island somewhere off of the Caribbean, right? Who knows what this kind of billionaire is up to? These billionaires are up to all sorts of terrible stuff. Look, I'm there to play pool. I'm always up for a good pool game. But this guy, right? Like, he's a real piece of shit. Why do you think you get in so many fights? Well, I'll tell you this right now. It's because I think I walk around this world and I become a mirror to people. They see themselves in me. And when they see themselves, they hate themselves. And then they want to attack themselves. And then they end up attacking me. And I'm just, you know, I'm just a humble guy who wants to shoot some pool. You know, and maybe, you know, maybe bust a little bit of balls while we shoot some pool. You know. So you say other people see themselves in you. Yes, right. What do you see when you look at the real Jim, the real you? I'm looking at a gentle giant that was just... Built too big 
and ugly for this world. I, I, I see a man who is almost frozen in ice. He never realized the point of survival is to build out a more artistic, creative, empathetic life for oneself. But that garden has been fallow for so long. How do you even turn over that soil? How do you even find the seeds necessary? Hmm. Wow. I'm going to throw this out to you. What if while you were focused on just surviving, you didn't realize that you were already thriving? You are a very observant, either That's what I do. A journalist or book writer or, oh God, I hope you're neither of those things. I hate I, reading so much. I am not either one of those. Look at me. I'm just a person who records people talking. All you got to do is listen to me. You don't even have to read a damn thing. Love it. I, I notice your hands. I notice your hands while we're playing pool. There's a, a small tattoo on your on your left hand that says, Remember. So, yeah, this remember, it's one of the uh, one of the greatest fights I ever got into. So get this, right? Uh, there's a tournament in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, a pool tournament there, right? So I go down there and uh, I uh, start playing pool against this guy who I, have you ever seen the, the boxer Butterbean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Like, he's like, he looks like a, like, a, like a walking egg made of muscle, just like a big thing. Yeah. And so like this dude comes walking in to play me. Right? I'm looking at him. He looks like Butterbean. And you're a big guy. And I'm a big guy. So, so this guy's bigger than you. Right. Bigger than me. Bigger than me. Wow. And here's the thing. is, As another big guy to another big guy, I'm like, hey, we can joke around a little bit. We're both big guys. No one needs to feel bad about anything. So okay, I call him Slim. I'm like, hey, Slim, come over here. Right? And uh, he goes, my name's not my name's not Slim. Right? And uh, he gets real mad at that. Why? Because deep down inside, he knows. He can see his reflection that I would get really mad if someone called me Slim because it's a cruel thing to do. <laughs> it's a real cruel thing. Did you beat him at pool? Well, we played Normandy 42. I did not beat him at pool. No, that's the one where you can pick up the balls. It's almost like basketball. Yeah, okay. Right? So, like, we, we didn't play that one, we, but that you said that the people next to us were playing the Normandy where they were throwing the balls. They were throwing the ball, right? And then the idea is wherever the ball lands, that's, that's kind of where you're starting from. But if you can get as many balls into the pockets off of one shot, well, then, like, you're going to be ahead in points, right? Most pool doesn't have points. This is one that does have points, right? But the thing is, if I can if I can hit that ball before it hits the pocket with my stick and hit the other person, right? right. Well, then that's called a dead German, right? So at that point, he has to, like, lie on the ground for five seconds while I try to knock in as many balls as I can, right? So here's the thing. We're like two rounds into this. We're two rounds into Normandy 42. No, was, the, was the whole tournament Normandy 42? The oh. Normandy 42 tournament or was? No, it was, you know, everyone's playing different games, right? Yeah, because there's one where it's just uh, dogs playing pool. Oh, yeah. I've seen dogs playing poker. <laughs> yeah, this, this one is where the dogs are playing pool. And the idea is you're just trying to get the best picture of it that looks close, as close as it can to a painting. Very difficult. <laughs> I wasn't going to get involved in that one. But so anyway, we're playing it. And I swear to God, I, I throw this second ball and he uh, he just nails that thing. And the, the ball hits me right in the throat. I'm down. I'm not even going to, I'm not dead German, but I'm not going to even get up in five seconds. So I lose to him. He must, he must have been a heck of a, a Normandy 42 player. Well, like I said, the ball hit me in the throat and just dropped me. Like I wasn't even getting up after five seconds. He had nothing but time to put it in. You know what? But I'm not a sore loser. 
So, you know, I owe this guy uh, like uh, $80,000. And uh, I'm like, well, let's check the pockets. Do I have 80000 And I remember, hey, I'll give him some Bitcoin. I'll give him some Bitcoin. And then I think I don't ever have to think about this guy again. Well, guess what? You're into crypto? Or? Oh, who doesn't love cryptocurrency? Let's decentralize those banks, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, the rich people have been rich for far too long. Oh, well, I already know how you feel about billionaires. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I love the idea of a, 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 a blockchain with money, like little like money that looks like Pac-Man or something, and it's, no one can get that money but me. And uh, so, But I gave him this, this cryptocurrency, right? And what do you know? Market drops out, right? Market market's going going to hell. Not me. I'm I'm like I'm trying to double down as quick as I can. Doge going to the moon, my boy, right? But Slim, he feels like I cheated him. And this guy, he drives all the way from Alabama to New York City, comes walking into this beautiful establishment of Duncan's, says, "Hey, I want my money back." And I was like, "Hey, I don't got your money. You had your money. It's lost. It's cryptocurrency. What are you going to do?" Because once you give it to him, it's his problem. Yeah, it's his block. He's just in his own blockchain. I'm like, you know what? Figure out your own blockchain. You know? That's not my problem anymore. And he says, uh, I want that money. Or I'm going to beat you up. Now, are you crazy? Do you know how many fights I've been in in my entire life? Physical fist fights? A million. But this guy's bigger than you. I don't care if he's bigger than me. If we're talking about a fist fight, foot fight, knee fight, elbow fight, neck fight, shoulder fight, I'll break you in half. I'll break you in the quarters. You know, I'll break you so small you won't fit into a blockchain, right? So I say, you know, have at it. Now, here's the thing is I am a great fist fighter. I am a terrible gunfighter. Gunfighter? I am not good. Wait. I'm not good with guns, and I'm also quite susceptible to knives, which uh, Slim had both. Like one in each hand? What well, here was, was the thing. So, so I pick up my pool stick, and I'm just like, hey, you, you want to go? You want to go? And uh, he picks up this knife out of his pocket, throws it at me. I'm thinking, okay, it's like Normandy 42. I'll knock it right back at him, right? I do. It goes straight back at him, right? This guy pulls out his gun, shoots at the knife. The knife goes back at me four times faster, like literally nearly tears my arm off, right? And I'm like, well, great. I fight with my hands. My hands are attached to my arms. One of my arms ain't working so good. Before I can even like process that, right? That gun is out and it's just like bang, 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 bang. Like six shots. I'm like, good, he must be done. But guess what? Apparently guns can kill more than six bullets. And I'm like throwing my fists. Every time I throw a fist, a bullet is going through it. And I'm not like Popeye, you know? I'm not like King Kong. I'm, you know, I'm not the Lone Ranger. Like, I'm not superhuman, and bullets are just going into my fists. And I'm just like, oh, boy, next time I get on a flight, a metal detector is going to go crazy. So I say, hey, slow down, slow down. Like, let's, I don't want, nobody wants to die here. He's like, well, I don't want you to die either, but I want you to feel the pain that I felt, you know, when Ethereum crashed. I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. So this dude just takes out this knife and just starts going, guy, 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 guy. And I swear to God, Doug, I am terrified. This is going to be my last moments on earth. So I let out, as many people do in those last moments, just this, this howl, this animalistic howl. And now he's toying with me, right? He's just holding the knife to my neck going, how does it feel to be so small? be so weak when suddenly I 
huge shadow crept across Dunnigan's pole hall. It looked like a mixture of an old woman and 48 cats. This weird shambling monstrosity riding a hippopotamus. Everything else is a blur. But I will tell you, the only people that walked out of Dunnigan's that day was me and that bartender over there, Joey. But I was like, hey, I tried to fly too close to the sun, passing off cryptocurrency to people that weren't ready for a decentralized banking system. Your mom saved you. Yeah. I think the cats knew more than she did. I think they heard the howl. And because of their symbiotic relationship, they tapped into the love and empathy of a woman who had to feed her family by sending our child off to be a fall down and go boom boy. And that guilt and that love not only made those 17 cats come together, but all the cats in the neighborhood to create this beautiful angelic monster that could get this wild Alabama guy off of me. One can get through life just by even uh, floating along the smallest of streams of friendship and companionship. Because my great love is obviously that green felt table. Mm, so pool is... It's the great equalizer. Is pool your friend? Is pool your best friend? Absolutely. The click of those balls, the satisfying dropping into the pocket. The fact that I don't have to read to understand how to make what I want to have happen, happen. It's this little thing called magic, which one person described as geometry, and I got furious at him. Yeah. Did you end up getting in a fight with that person? I did. I did. Let's not call it geometry. It's just magic. It's the magic of imaginary triangles and arrows and different other shapes to get that ball where I want it to go. Well, I I loved having this uh, conversation. I did too. Did you touch my car? No, I did not uh, touch your car, but those burgers are starting to move through me. Understood. In a, in a way. Uh, what's, uh, what's up next for you today? Uh, are you just uh, hanging out at this pool hall? Or? Oh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to do a little, uh, little pool tournament uh, with a gentleman uh, named Leroy Brown who people say is as big as I am. You know what I'm going to be calling him? Tiny. <laughs> I'm sure that will turn into another wonderful story. And Jim, I look forward to crossing paths with you again, but I'm not going to bet any pool games against All you. All right. Pleasure meeting you, Doug. Thanks for listening to this episode of Anthem of Life. Our show is completely improvised and produced by me, Douglas Sarine, along with Mary Pat Farrell and Sarah Atwood Sarine. Our theme song was produced by the wonderful Ben Wise. You can find out all about his music at benwise.bandcamp.com. Additional music provided by Icarus. A special note of gratitude to Peter Fluet for having some fun with us as that pool-shooting son of a gun, Big Jim Walker. Peter is a writer, comedian, and actor based in L.A. He performs at Westside Comedy with the improv group Heyday. You can find him on Instagram and TikTok at Peter Fluet. Inspiration for this episode came from the song You Don't Mess Around With Jim by Jim Croce. You can find out more about that ditty in this episode's liner notes. Please take a moment to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. It helps to amplify the anthem, and we sure appreciate it. You can find us on Instagram at Anthem of Life Podcast. Give us a follow and let us know what you love about Jim. 
Until next time, we wish you a life worth singing about. 